Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, lie back, relax, put your hands behind your head if you'd like, and listen as we have a mundane conversation, a relaxing conversation. One thing that we're going to try to do is have a conversation that will be hopefully less than fascinating so that you can just drift off. Thank you for joining us. We hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano, and joining me in the studio is Ryland Wilkie. Did I get that right? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> I got Kevin's name. I just obliterated oh, it. Yeah. And I felt bad because I've known Kevin for years and years and years, <laughs> and I've just really formally met you, even though we've yeah. worked together. Uh, but Ryland, I'm quite excited to have yeah. you. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, I'm, it's, I'm happy to be here. Ryland, you are a self proclaimed music nerd. You just told yeah, me that. Yeah, I am you're... a music nerd. Okay, yeah. so yeah. let me ask you this. Is there an artist that you enjoy that would surprise some of your friends or family? That would surprise them. So, for example, um, I've been a huge fan of Dolly Parton for years and oh, years yeah. and years. Yeah. And growing up, a lot of people would kind of look at me and you know, say snide comments. It's only yeah. been in the last five years that people have really embraced her. and, and She's cool now. Yeah. yeah. But I love... hipsters. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I loved her since I was a kid. Yeah, because she's great. She is great. Yeah. And we have a whole episode where I talked to Shannon uh, McDonough about uh, Dolly. Yeah. So I want to know who is that person for you? Who is that sort of secret I, person? I'm, that... I'm trying to think of someone off the top, but mm-hmm. I, it's funny because I was just listening to the other day to... Um, Islands in the Stream okay. with Kenny Rogers and Dolly. And I still remember that, um, you know, from when I was a kid. And I was like, this is a really good song. Like, it, and I think I knew that as a kid. Sure. And, but, you know, it wasn't cool or to like Dolly or Kenny right. Rogers. But I, I remember my mom having a lot of Kenny Rogers uh, on vinyl. He and was huge. He was huge. Yeah. And I loved him. You know who's, yeah, that's somebody who I really love that people might find surprising. Sure. But I think maybe he's cool now. But it's Neil Diamond. Okay. Like, I love Neil Diamond. Sure. Like, I just think it's so catchy. His songwriting is is amazing. And, I, I you know, I just... You know, I think it was never cool. I don't even think it's cool now to like Neil Diamond, but I love Neil Diamond. Have you ever seen him in concert? No, but I'd love to. My mom has. I bet Um, he'd be amazing. I bet he would be too, yeah. There's certain artists who are Mm -hmm. just those people who have performed all over. Yeah, totally. you get them on stage and it's like, this is where I belong. Well, and he wrote a lot of songs for people too, right? Mm -hmm. That he never, like him and Carole King and yeah. So, you know, Neil Diamond, who else? I don't know, like... There's probably a lot of, yeah. Sure, if they come up, just yeah. mention it. But let me ask you this. Do you mm-hmm. still buy violent vinyl? I recently started buying vinyl. Okay. Um, because I, you know, I 
I think I resisted it for a long time. Sure. And then I moved and I moved and I kind of got rid of a stereo. And then recently I was like, I really miss having a stereo. So I was doing a show with a musician and he suggested certain vinyl setups. And uh, and I'm kind of into it now. I don't buy a lot of vinyl. Sure. I just kind of buy the ones that I really you know, want to hear on vinyl. Is there an LP? So this is one of the things about LPs for me, even when I was a mm-hmm. kid and buying them, that you'd buy them and only certain ones would have great songs all on one side that you could just play and not have to yeah, change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, one of those is David Bowie's album, um, I want to say Modern Love. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. Which is like be. just great. You just play one side and it's like yeah. every song is just great. Is there a vinyl that you're like, I just love playing this from start to finish um because i'm kind of new to the whole vinyl experience but i i i feel like that i try to buy you know (laughs) i try to buy vinyl that i will only really love hearing the whole thing because it's that whole thing too right it's like you have to change it right and i I think that's why i went out and bought it is because like i love i always loved album artwork and like lyrics and lyric sheets and all that stuff so now i can actually just put on a record and force myself to sort of sit there and listen to an album Whereas, you know, now because I have Apple Music or sure. Spotify or whatever, you just find yourself not really actually listening to albums in the same way. So, um, but I'm trying to think like I recently bought uh, like The War on Drugs. Do you know them? No. They're amazing. Okay. I, I, I can put any of their albums on and I just let them play and it's, mm-hmm. I don't have to change it. You know, it's just always sort of there. Um, yeah. So I'd say that War on Drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something very tactile about holding vinyl and having that music physically yeah. in your hand and the smell of it coming out of the The smell, there. like opening it, you know, take, like, I think I missed all those things, like taking the packaging off, like opening it, the smell of the record, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there is something and feeling like you, you, you own it, you mm-hmm. know, and that you've, you have bought it, you know, hopefully mostly supporting the record label, sure. but also supporting the artist. Um a fragility to it too because you're like I hold this music in my hand yeah. and if I'm not careful I could scratch it yeah. and not be able to hear one or two of those songs exactly and versus you know with digital or you know Spotify or whatever you have a million songs and it's, it's great but it's like you're sort of crippled by choice it's mm-hmm. like I don't even know what to listen to whereas right. it sort of forces you to just I'm just going to listen to this album from you know or this side of this album and although I heard some recent thing that someone said most people that buy vinyl now just buy it to buy you know to buy it some of them don't even open it oh. like a lot of it just goes unopened because it's just like a cool thing or right. it's a collector thing but um yeah i resisted the vinyl thing for a while because i was like i don't know really are we going back to vinyl right because i was you know i was like a compact disc kid or it's just mm-hmm. cds 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 um but uh yeah you know the other thing i miss is like I was talking to a friend who's also a music nerd recently. Like, I miss going to, you know, like Sam the Record Man on sure. Young Street or something. And you had those guys that worked there, mm-hmm. you know, and that's those were like your influencers. Or they were the ones who were like, Have you heard that? Oh, you like that? Then you should listen to this, you yeah. know? It was like, you know, now you get it some computer algorithm telling you you like David Bowie and War on Drugs so you should listen to this person this person it's like I liked it when it was the guy who was like (laughs) you know he's like in his 60s with like a mustache and had gone to all the shows and had seen all the bands and it was like you gotta check these guys out yeah yeah 
Or if you went there, if you frequented that place, they'd be like, oh, this just came in from yeah. Europe or from yeah. England. Have you heard of that? Totally. Yeah. Or they would like withhold stuff. Like, yeah. I don't know if you're ready for this. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> you know, I know like you're into this, but uh, this might be too. Uh, you're like, no, give it to me. Give it to me. <laughs> it was like, and you can see like music nerds like in music stores, like they get, literally get that glazed over look in their eyes. <laughs> I remember buying like extended 12 inch um, remakes of like one song where they would just do extended versions of those oh, songs yeah. on vinyl and that was my favorite thing it'd be like you'd like a song and you'd go and you'd see if yeah, there yeah. was an extended version of that song who would they do like who were the artists that would do that there's a lot of pop stuff like so, abba or no, no more like like madonna or oh, like yeah, yeah. um i'm trying to think of some other it was always like one hit yeah. wonders that would do uh an extended version of their yeah, songs. Yeah, they had that on cassette too for a while, right? Mm-hmm. Where they would have like on one side they'd have the um the hit single on then the other side they'd have the extended version and they were like you could buy them for like two bucks. Mm-hmm. Cause yeah. singles, I think. Cause they singles, were, they yeah. Were yeah. <laughs> what about concerts? Do you enjoy attending concerts? I do. Um I used to enjoy them more. I think I should go to more concerts, I guess. Or should, you know, I was recently thought about that. I was like, why don't I go to more concerts? Mm-hmm. And I think that I don't really like crowds. Okay. I think that's what I realized was like, I, I've i always felt kind of like, um, I mean, I've been to concerts that have been amazing, but I've often gone and been like, oh, this venue sucks. Or, right. You know, like, sure. you know, you got to stand there for a long time. And yeah. um, I also like just, yeah, I, I, Sometimes you feel too like I have a friend who's like six foot five and he's always like, I hate being the tall guy at the concert. Right. You gotta sit in the back. And so I feel Slouch like I, I, yeah. I mean, it has to be like more of an go, intimate thing. Yeah. I used to go to a lot more live shows, but mm-hmm. I don't really, I haven't gone, I don't go to as many anymore. Although I always have a great time usually. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Where do you listen to your music primarily? Um, I'd say driving probably. Okay. Or. You know, if, you know, often I, if, if I'm at home just doing dishes or painting or doing something, I'll just put on my headphones and, you know, just listen. Yeah. Is there an artist whose music resonates with you today more so than when you first discovered them? Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, there are those artists who sort of, you know, they kind of, sneak up on you or you go oh I wasn't really into them I didn't really get it when right. I when I first heard that you know what I mean like sure. like I think of Patti Smith okay or like um you know bands that you're like I don't really understand it, this but now oh I kind of get it now right like um Brian Eno or mm-hmm. like those you know even David Bowie I mean some of his stuff is so out there and I think Growing up, I was kind of like, I don't know if I'm really into this. But then you're like, oh, wow, this is really cool stuff, (laughs) you know, or I get why. Um, Like that, you know, what? the whole new wave thing, I'm kind of new to because I was I was born in 77. So I was kind of missed that whole. Sure. Like I was too young for like, you know, Devo. And uh, I saw Devo in concert kind of by accident in Whistler in like 2010. And I was like, wow, sure, this is amazing. <laughs> you know, like I just didn't, I just had missed the whole kind of that new wave, you know, Brian, um, Devo and 
Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of stuff kind of has snuck up on me. Or even the cars. Right. You know. Because uh, the lead singer just passed away. Not too Yeah, long he just ago. passed away. So I feel like there's a lot of people, it's being played a lot. And I'm like, oh, right. I forgot how great this is, mm-hmm. too. Uh, early 80s, kind of like late 70s, early 80s. Talking Heads, which I kind of was, I've always kind of been into. But sure. going back and listening to that stuff, too, I'm like, wow. It sounds like so much of the stuff that's coming out now. Right. You know, everybody thinks everything is new and it's not. It's just recycled. Yeah. You know, like every 20-year-old thinks they're, like right now the big thing is like sort of early 90s grungy, not grunge sound, but that kind of Sonic Youth Nirvana kind of sound. And like younger bands coming out doing that. And you're like, oh, I already lived through this. Like I'm starting to see it. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I can go on and on. No, no, it's, it's great. <laughs> it's interesting. When you were talking about New Wave, I kind of caught the middle of the New Wave movement, let's say. Yeah. Um, but there was a band that I never really followed when I when that was actually happening. Yeah. That when I listen to their music now, I'm like, oh, man, I really wish yeah. I could go back in time and be a fan and listen yeah, when, yeah. when the specials were the specials yeah, yeah putting out stuff because I listen to their music and I'm like oh I dig this yeah, so much totally mm-hmm. or Crowded House right like they're he's so good Neil Finn anyway yeah bands like that that I didn't you know I just was I was like in elementary school mm-hmm. so I was listening to Michael Jackson Thriller sure you know and Madonna huge and album Cindy Lauper right <laughs> like, right those came that was really had an impact on the yeah music I mean scene. they were huge I mean mm-hmm. Thriller was like that was the biggest thing you know you know that that album was so it was just everywhere it was epic yeah, yeah was that was epic. the first concert I ever saw was Michael really? Jackson really it was Michael Jackson and his brothers did wow. a tour called the Victory Tour. Yeah, I remember. And I was like eighty-five, something like that. It yeah, must have been because I was, like I was, I was just uh, maybe, maybe I, it was earlier. I don't know. It was around that time for sure. Because Jermaine and like, yeah, oh. I remember seeing the album cover. Yeah, and my neighbors were going and were taking their daughter. Their daughter was older, and they said, um, "Does Marco want to go?" They asked my mom. Yeah, and I remember, I wasn't a huge Michael Jackson fan, but. He was. It was just epic at that time, and uh, my mom's like, "Yeah, he'll go." And I was like, uh, mm-hmm. "I don't know." And I remember the tickets being like expensive. They were like yeah. forty six dollars. Yeah, right. This is really <laughs> expensive. But I remember just being like, "Wow, it was incredible." Yeah. Even even though I wasn't the hugest fan, it was like this is uh, this concert is just yeah. incredible. I know it's such a it, it's such a sad story, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I can't even bring myself to watch uh, the documentary, but. Yeah. Uh, he just was so. I mean, if you go back and watch some of those videos of him performing, he's it, just. There's just nothing like it. I mean, there's. Yeah. He was incredible, and. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. My first concert. Yeah, what was your first concert? Was I? It was Hall and Oates. Oh, Hall and Oates. <laughs> hey, that's a band that I love. That sure. people. That it's kind of cool now. Like I feel like they're kind of cool now, but like. <laughs> There was a period, a long period where Hall and Oates were not cool. Hall and Oates is one of those bands that is easy to laugh at or shrug, totally. shrug off. But yeah. if you listen, they have a, so, so many good. hits. I know. They, like people don't realize, like when you so listen to their hits. you're like, that's Hall and Oates. Oh, and that's, that's Hall and Oates. Totally. Yeah. 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 Like there are artists like that, right? Like Neil Diamond, Hall and Oates, uh, you know, um, Billy Joel's like that, too. Sure. Like, I've never been a big fan, but so many hits. Actually, you know what? We went to a concert. Like, it wasn't even a concert. It was at a pub where they had an Elton John tribute band. Although, okay. I think he was recently in Toronto. I'd love to see Elton John. Yeah. So this 
they were great. This guy, you know, he sounded like Elton John. Sure. But with that, that night, I remember thinking, it was like 40 songs, and they were all hits. hits yeah. Like, I knew all of them. Yeah. And I was like, I forgot. Like, he's just a hit machine. Yeah. You know? Elton John's incredible. I am not a huge Elton John no. fan. But I, I saw him in concert. He I did, saw yeah. him as a part of a He was one of the people performing in this yeah. particular concert. And he was spectacular. I bet. Spectacular yeah. in a way that only certain artists can be. Yeah. And you're like, this person just on stage is he's just magic. A, yeah. Yeah. He's Elton John. It's like Celine Dion, too. Once again, yeah. not someone no. I would ever you know, go and see. But I would go see her for sure if I was like, you know, in Vegas or wherever. And... I saw her. She was doing um, our version, uh, the Canadian version of the Grammys, let's say. Yeah, The yeah. Junos at the time. So she yeah. was one of the people performing at the Junos way back when. Mm-hmm. And she she wasn't the mega star she is today. She was, she was popular and big. And once again, not somebody would have on my radar. And I just remember sitting there and listening to her voice and being like, this person Shot, is yeah. incredible. Just like um, Sarah McLaughlin, when you hear her live. Yeah, I bet. She's yeah. she's she's better live. Totally. Sade was like that, too, where it was like her Well, there's voice. something about that confidence, too, of just like, that's just who they are, mm-hmm. you know? And they can't, you know, um, uh, when I saw Spirit of the West, I felt the same thing. You know, John Mann mm-hmm. just passed away. And I, I wasn't a huge fan, but I saw them open for Blue Rodeo in like the '90s. Sure. And he was so electric. Yeah. I mean, he was just on fire, and you were like, "Wow!" And his voice, and you could tell he just loved what he was doing. You know. And there's something just infectious about that. You can't deny that. You know, it was just incredible. Um, yeah, like I probably Celine Dion's probably the same, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's just great at what she does, yeah. and she just owns it totally. <laughs> Yeah. Is there a style or genre of music that you enjoy listening to that's a little bit unusual? So, for example, um, for me, mm-hmm. I could listen to people yodel all day long. Oh, yeah. I just love right. it. I just think it's such joyous That's so funny fun, that you say that. And it's yeah. like every once in a while a country, uh, like yeah. an old country artist will have a mm-hmm. bit of yodeling in their song. And yeah. I just love it. I That's funny you say that because that actually just um, – but. Yeah, there's something about that folk music mm-hmm. that's really. When I was at theater school, uh, I can't even remember this. There's a Alan, what's his name? Anyway, this this uh, musical historian from the Smithsonian went around and recorded all of this folk music, early mostly American, but all around the world. He would go to small villages, whether it's in Italy or in Maine, and he would record. Um, People just singing either in churches or in town squares or like local choirs or sure. folk folk songs, right? Mm-hmm. And they are the most beautiful things you've ever heard. And it's yeah, that's an unusual thing to like. But I feel the same way about yodeling. Like we, I did a show in Blythe where um, it, it was about farming and farm families, sure. and we met these all these dairy farmers from around Blythe, and most of them were of Swiss and German descent, right? And you know they were quite like you know. Very stoic German Swiss dairy farmers, these big sort of burly, gruff guys. And one of the guys said to us at one point, uh, well, we have a choir, us, uh, me and some of the other farmers. And we said, oh, really? He said, well, would you like, you know, we kind of got to know him a bit better. He said, well, would you like to come to one of our rehearsals? Well, it was a yodeling choir. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea what to expect, right? I'm thinking a yodeling choir. So here I am with a director and about five or six other actors, and they invite us. It's like a... 
late at night. We're on like this tiny church community hall in the middle of nowhere. There aren't like any towns around. And all of these trucks start pulling up and these farmers start getting out. And we go in. And it's mostly men. I think there are a couple of women. And they start singing. Have you ever heard a yodeling choir? No, I haven't. But oh now... my, I, we were all crying. Right. It was the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. I think just par- partially their vulnerability and able to express themselves. But it was for them. It was a community thing. They were getting together and they would eat and they would yodel. And I was like, this is incredible. So yeah, I guess that answers the question. Is there? I think I'm really into like that kind of um, folk folk music. That's mm-hmm. yeah. Have you heard any like um, any of that stuff? Like field recordings of um, he would go down to the south too. I'm trying to remember his name now. Alan. I don't, it it's interesting. Me. You know, I travel quite a bit, yeah. and when you're in different places, you'll often hear, mm-hmm. you know, like in the town square, uh, mm-hmm. people who are from there singing in, in the language that is of the of the nation. That yeah, you're yeah. In. And they'll sing folk songs or things you've never heard of and never sounds. Heard. You're like, this is so yeah. beautiful. Or um, like a style of singing that like, how did that happen? You know, mm-hmm. that, you know, everyone, it's just, that's just who they are mm-hmm. or that speaks to their culture or whatever. I'm sure in Italy too, there's like, you go to places where they have, you know, singing in, you know, the squares or not even choirs. I don't even know what they'd be called. Often with this, these recordings, it's often people at work. Right. So it's like they're um, fishermen sure. or whatever. And this is the song they sing when they're, you know what I mean? I love the organic nature of that. I was recently in a high school in Newmarket, Ontario, and I was there to uh, do a workshop. And mm-hmm. it was an art school. And I remember walking through the halls to get to the class where I was going to go. Yeah. And there was the music department. They were just singing, re- yeah. pra- like rehearsing and practicing. And yeah. it wasn't anything meant to be listened to. But it was so tremendous to hear totally. these young voices singing and stopping and then restarting and getting instruction. Yeah. I grew up singing in choirs, too. And I feel like, I mean, we, I also grew up going to church and, you know, United Church. So I wasn't, like, really religious. Sure. <laughs> but uh, one thing I do miss is, like, that people, strangers getting together to sing. Yeah. You know, I think, you know, people don't really go to church anymore. They don't go to sing uh, with other people. There's something really beautiful about that. Right? Yeah, there certainly is. And there's something really nostalgic about singing in a place of worship that you may have gone yeah, to. Yeah. Where I know sometimes we'll be in a church and mm-hmm. I will just, and they'll start singing one of the hymns and it'll just come out of my mouth. Yeah, and yeah. My wife will turn to me and say, how do you know this song? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, I think I learned it in high school or in grade school yeah, when yeah, I was yeah. 14. We were just watching a movie the other day, and my wife's Catholic, mm-hmm. and uh, and a song came on, and she started singing it too. And, and I was like, oh, how do you know that song? And she's like, oh, I just, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of Latin songs where it's like, I know some of the words. To this. <laughs> and she's like, how do you know? And I'm like, I think we sang it for Probably, someone's yeah. communion or something we learned yeah. this song so it's really funny yeah uh, when that i always find it humorous when that happens yeah uh, but i do love listening to world music and hearing different songs yeah different totally yeah. or just yeah i mean i i won't say i'm like a world music fan mm-hmm. but i know that those recordings those folk sort of folk song recordings i find really cool and i think yeah it's uh there's something really cool about just hearing untrained voices sing yeah. too you know 
Yeah. Yeah. I've never been a fan of karaoke. No, me neither. That's not been my thing. No, but people really get into it, don't yeah, they? They like, really. And every once in a while, you hear something, you're like, "Oh, that's amazing!" Yeah, yeah. yeah. The worst is going with the actors too, who are like yeah. really into it, because you always feel like they're <laughs> they're trying to <laughs> they're like showing off. Yeah, what is this, like my audition piece or something? <laughs> Living their dream. But then there are the people who just go and like. I remember one of the first times I went to karaoke was in Toronto. At um, remember that was a place called Healy's. Yeah. Jeff Healy owned. Yeah. It was in the basement. They'd have karaoke night. And I don't know why. I think a friend was doing a show at the factory or something, and we went there. But like, I was surprised at how serious people took. Yeah. It. Like it wasn't. They didn't like actors getting up and making fun of. No, the, of course not. They wanted it to be like. No, no, this is a serious, serious thing. Yeah, I met <laughs> Jeff Healy a couple of times. Oh yeah. Um. Such a lovely person. Yeah. And I remember talking to somebody who worked closely with him. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't know who Jeff Healy uh, was, a fantastic blues artist, Mm -hmm. and he he was blind. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that the person who worked with him said that he had an extensive, going back to vinyl, an extensive vinyl collection. Right. And he could pick up a record. And then just feel the grooves with his hands and tell you what album wow. was. Yeah, and I was like always floored That's by that. Cool. And they said he's got a musical knowledge, like especially with jazz and blues, yeah. that no one else has. I he was incredible. He was a guitar incredible. player. Like that's another guy that like I feel like I didn't. I think I, I saw him open for someone, and he was incredible. But I didn't. You know, I mean, like at the time I was kind of like, oh, I don't really know Jeff Healy. But if you, I bet if I went back and listened to those records. Oh yeah. Incredible guitar player. And such a, my encounters with him, he was a wonderful and lovely yeah. uh, individual, I have to say. Very yeah. kind. He, he, I didn't have many interactions with him, but the ones I had mm-hmm. were very memorable. I wonder what's there now. Like that was, it was in the basement below, um, what was it? The paddock. Uh, yeah, the paddock, which is on yeah, Bathurst, Bathurst Street, if you're ever in Toronto. Bathurst and Queen. Yeah. Yeah. It was a fun place. Um, other places I remember, I remember going to, and I don't know if you lived in Toronto at this time, but there is a club across the street that's now a furniture store called the Big Bop. And I remember oh, you no, going I don't there. That, no. There are these clubs that no yeah. longer exist. Yeah. Um, even in New York, I remember going to the Limelight, and now it's a clothing oh, yeah. store or something. Although, like, even in Toronto, like, a lot of the venues are just, those classic venues are mm-hmm. gone, aren't they? Yeah, they're disappearing. Like, I talked to friends who went and saw, like, The Clash or, like, The Ramones at some. I don't even know the name. Sure. Some, some some venue in the East End, you know, like Parliament and yeah. something. I'm like, I don't think there's any clubs there <laughs> or like, you know, concert venues there anymore. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. Um, well, that brings us towards the end of this uh, Great. Yeah. Uh, episode. Uh, Ryland, thank you so much for yeah, coming on the Insomnia Project and sharing your enthusiasm for music. I know for some people they would they will have been this this episode did not put me to sleep but I really enjoyed it so I hope <laughs> if you're not asleep at this point you at the very least enjoyed this episode on music. Uh, as always, the Insomnia Project is produced by Drumcast Productions and this particular episode, as you may have guessed by listening to it, was recorded in Toronto, Canada. We hope you listen and sleep. Thank you.